It starts with a dream. GC family and friends, have you heard the good news? Jesus, yes. That God continues to build his kingdom in South County, Rhode Island, New England through us. Can you see it? We have a special announcement. God is so good. We have signed on a new building and renovation will begin in 2024. 217 Church Street in South Kingstown. And on November 12th, our nine-year anniversary, we will be taking a special Kingdom Builders offering. And we want you to be a part of it. For more info, go to generationri.com. Amen. Thank you, Keith. Merry Christmas, everyone. Name is... uh, Stephen, and I uh, have the joy to, to be the pastor here, along with my wife and our family, and I uh, can't wait for the kids. Can we give it up again for the kids who are here? Glad. And uh, before I get into the message, we're, we're excited for uh, the new year, and we will, uh, for the month of January, uh, remain in here before we move into uh, our new building on Church Street, uh, 217 Church Street in South Kingstown. And uh, next week, we, uh, some of our servants and uh, just kind of heart and soul volunteers will be, uh, for those who, who are around, we're going to be cleaning this place, uh, getting it ready, being a, being a blessing to the courthouse. Uh, but we will not have a formal service. Uh, so enjoy your time with your friends or family. But if you would um, like to serve... And uh, if that gives you joy, help clean, uh, we'd love to have you. But we're so glad that you're here with us today. And uh, my prayer is that we will be present, not only in this moment, but that we'll be present uh, today and tomorrow uh, with our family, with our friends, and ultimately with God. Let me, let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, I thank you, praise you for the gift of your son, Jesus. Lord, I praise you uh, that you are with us, that you are with us. Thank you for the peace that ultimately only you give us with you and with one another. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to give a message uh, today called uh, Spoil the Child. Spoil the child. Uh, anybody have some great stories about how you've spoiled your children during Christmas time? Let's be honest, you don't have to have children to spoil a child. I uh, think about my, my uncle uh, who was uh, brilliant at spoiling my sister. I think I'm over it, but when I was younger, I have, I have two brothers, and uh, my sister was the youngest. Who here believes that the youngest gets that extra love? Well, he didn't have any children of his own, but let me just tell you, not only um, this uncle, but many uncles would truly spoil, really all of us, but especially my sister. And I want to I look at this passage from Matthew chapter 2, and I want you to to, to look at this, this story that maybe is familiar to you, maybe it isn't, but I want us to look in a fresh way 
at the Magi as uh, Joseph and Mary are preparing to have the child, the baby, who was and is king, not only of the Jews, but of the whole world, of the whole earth. So let's read this from Matthew chapter 2, starting in verse 2. Now, after Jesus was born in Jerusalem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him, and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Verse 7. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. Verse 8. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. Verse 10, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. These magi, let's, let's read that again. When they saw the star, they rejoiced, say with me, exceedingly with Yes, yeah, yeah, with great joy. Just think about that child right around the tree with great joy. Kids, can I hear you say great joy? Great joy. Adult kids, great joy. Great joy. Oh, amen. Verse 11, and going into the house, they saw the child, Jesus, with Mary, his mother, and the magi, the wise men, they fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. I want to just kind of go through some of the characters here in this story. So first, Herod the Great, as uh, he is now called. He was born around 73 BC. He was named King of Judea by the Roman Senate, by the Roman Senate in 40 BC. By 37 BC, and the reason why I'm sharing this is that this is a historical story. This is not just a mythical story. This is a historical story. By 37 BC, Herod, he had crushed with the help of Roman forces all opposition to his rule. So in that time in history, rulers and kings tried to stay on and hold on to power. Think that's relevant today? So what we, what we read specifically is that King Herod, now he was under... Caesar Augustus, who was the emperor of Rome. He was the adopted son, Caesar Augustus of Julius Caesar, and he ruled as the emperor of Rome for 45 years. What we learn about the Magi, the wise men, 
in this story, and I love how one commentator mentioned this, is that we must not think that the Magi's question meant where is the one born to become king of Jews, but where is the one born king of the Jews? Meaning not to just become, but historically, the belief is that at birth, Jesus was declared king. We see that when they worshiped specifically, they didn't know that they were worshiping not just the king, but God. So worship, adoration was a very common thing. Did you know this, and it's still true to this day, that rulers and emperors and kings, earthly ones, they really love to be worshiped. You know, narcissism isn't a new thing. But there's something different about Jesus. And they came and they went to great lengths, traveled great lengths by feet, no Uber. They worshiped and they, specifically, they, they did not, this worship did not apply that the Magi, Magi recognized Jesus' divinity. Worship in this specific context that we read about here in Matthew chapter 2 it simply meant to do homage. It goes on, though, in this commentary, uh, Carson, he speaks, and he says that they paid royalty rather than the worship of deity. So there was a worship and an adoration of the proclamation that Jesus was king. They hadn't yet come to a place of divinity, that he was not only human, but truly God. Maybe you're at that place wherever you are when it comes to Jesus. And we pray that today would be the day that you would see Jesus not only in his royalty and historically he is honored. Uh, historically, you need to know this, that everyone uh, throughout history believes that, that there was a historical Jesus. Not everyone, including his own people at the time, believed that he was God and Savior. So the Magi worshiped as best as they could so in this scene, historically, you have Herod the king under the Roman emperor Augustus. You have the magi, the wise men who were sent by Herod the king to try to get a sense of what's going on because it was a threat to his rule and to his power. I want us to come around not only the magi, the wise men, but I want us to look at the gifts that they gave. These gifts, specifically of gold, they symbol ultimate value. These exotic spices would not normally come within the budget of an ordinary Jewish family. Frankincense was an expensive perfume and it was burned not only in worship, but at important social occasions. Bringing gifts, I love this, bringing gifts specifically, frankincense was for divinity. So historically, these gifts were given. So even as the Magi and even as Different people, even, even Mary and Joseph were coming to this realization that they were carrying the God-man, Savior, King Jesus. Frankincense was, represented a gift you would give for divinity and myrrh for death and burial, which is fascinating. Some commentators, not everyone, but believe it's pointing to Jesus who wouldn't stay as a child but would ultimately die for our sins 
and be buried and risen on the third day as the church has historically believed for thousands of years and prophesied throughout history in the Hebrew scriptures and Old Testament. So frankincense was for divinity, myrrh for death and burial, and the latter, specifically, we see when it comes to gold, was of the highest price for a king. Bringing gifts was particularly important in the ancient East when approaching a superior. When you give a child that you love something, you most often give the best, do you not? I, I talked about what are some of the gifts that, you, that you've given. I think about, and we have our kids here, love you, the different gifts. I mean, I, isn't it fascinating how much we will spoil our children with certain gifts that you know have a short expiration date? I mean, I think about some of these gifts, and here's the thing, I, I'm, 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 I can be the type of guy who has this grand idea, get a big gift, uh, and then ask other people to help me assemble it. I, I mean, I think about every year, uh, our oldest, there would be different gifts, and it would be those electronic, whether it be police mobiles, John Deere tractors, big four-wheelers, and I would always surprise my brother in, I'll say it, brother in loves, brother-in-laws with, hey, Christmas Eve, could you help me put this together? Anybody been there? And I would ask them to help me with this extravagant gift that, I mean, do you know where they are right now? They're not working. I mean, I think about the certain gifts, and especially, like I said, when family members would come from far away, and if they didn't have a lot of children in their family, the, the extravagant gifts that we would give to spoil the child. We would all agree that throughout life, it's very healthy that we don't want children to be spoiled. But on Christmas, we spoil them. Come on. And we don't feel too bad about it. You know, when it comes to spoiling a child, we spoil and we give lavishly to the extent that we love them. You know, when someone is precious to us, we want to give what's most precious to them. No matter what it is. These gifts that were given to Jesus were the most extravagant gifts possible. They're, they were treasures as we read about at the end of this passage that I read in Matthew chapter two that when they saw the child, verse 10, with great joy, they gave these gifts and they opened up the treasures, verse 11, and they offered him these gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And this is the question that I wanna give to you, that I wanna, that wanna leave to you. First and foremost, the Magi teach us that the child, first and foremost, was not just a child, but he is king. Second, we see that he is worthy of worship. No one here would argue with me that your children are God. Would you agree that as much as you love them, you're trying to teach them that they're not the center of the universe? Yes or no? But you care for them, you love them, 
Well, can I say that we are gathered here today to not just go through religious ritual. We are here today and we'll be here next week and the Church of Jesus Christ will be here next month and the month after that and the year after that and the year after that and the season after that, after that, after that, after that, until the Lord returns. Why? Because he, Jesus the King, is worthy of worship. He's worthy of everything. What do we see about Jesus is that he was king. What we see is that he was worthy of worship. Third, what is most precious deserves what's most precious from us. Of course, if he is who he said that he is, who the Magi learned this is who he was, that Mary and Joseph and that Throughout every human moment within history, people have come to see now millions and billions of people that Jesus is truly not only king, but God. And so what's most precious to give to him? Our time, money, anything, everything. It's all yours, God. You are worthy of it all, which is so wild to me because we live in a world that has their life and their breath because of Jesus, yet is still in rebellion to give God the glory and the fame that he deserves. He doesn't have any social media page. He doesn't have certain amount of followers that you can dictate, but in an age of fame, in an age of celebrity, in an age both locally, regionally, or nationally, or worldly, or globally, this is the child that we still gather all over the world to celebrate and worship as king and God. It's breathtaking. So what's most precious? Jesus is precious, deserves what's most precious. So I want to leave you with this. Spoil the child, King Jesus, with not only gold, with not only frankincense and myrrh, not only with what's most precious to you, but with your life. The one who is life, who gives us life, who showed us how to truly live. Jesus, who died for our sins. He was buried. He rose again, defeating death to give us eternal life. My heart and vision for this very simple, but I pray, Holy Spirit, supernatural message is that this Christmas, we spoil the one that we love with all that we have. That we will learn that the greatest gift is being fully present with the ones we love. This is God's gift to us, Jesus, our God, King and Savior, that our God is fully present with us, restoring us and renewing us Peace with God and peace with one another. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you and praise you for the gift of yourself. And Lord, I thank you that you have showed us that in Christ, you are not only with us, but that you are for us. And that there is nothing, God, that we can do or have done that could hide ourselves from your love for us.
that Lord, you want a relationship with every single person in this room and listening online and in the generations to come. And so Lord, this Christmas, in light of this dark world, we come with our lives. We come with all that we have to worship you, King Jesus, our God and Savior. I want to give you an opportunity, an invitation, that if that light bulb in your heart and your mind just turned on and you realize that you have been created with a purpose, that the one who is life wants to give you new life, would you right now, right where you are, would you raise your hand and say, I worship King Jesus, that he died for me and for my sins and he rose again to give me new life. This is what it's all about. Jesus, I worship you. Would you raise your hand right now in this room? You don't have to raise your hand, but if that's you, specifically maybe that first time where you are just awakened to the good news of Jesus. Come on, for some of you, maybe it's your first time saying yes to following Jesus with your life. Would you raise, with eyes closed, would you raise your hand really high just so I can see and so I can pray for you? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Lord, thank you for saving us from our sins. Thank you for all the things that are precious to us. All the things that we're devoted to. Good things, God. Good things. Could be career, could be work, could be family, could be a sport, could be different relationships. I pray that, that every other devotion, every other love will flow and come from the love that we have in you, Jesus. So thank you, God, for being with us. And Lord, I just pray over everyone, God, who made a decision or Lord, who's committing to follow you and to worship you that you will teach them that as you fill us, Holy Spirit, that you remind us not only that you're with us, that, that we can be present with other people. I pray, God, that, that, that there will be a peace tangibly over everyone and every family in this room, that they will be present with the ones that they love, that you'll bring healing, you'll bring hope, and above all, Lord, help us to be present to you we know that as we spoil you with our lives or with, with time, treasure, whatever it is that we have, it doesn't even come close to what you've given in us, to us. Thank you. Thank you, God, for this Christmas. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. Hope that it encourages you. I just want to say thank you as the pastor of this church and to everybody who continues to partner and tithe and give, and especially as you pray and prepare to give for this Kingdom Builders offering at the end of the year. I just want to say thank you. We believe that through us, in the name of Jesus, the best days are ahead.